Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, it's uh, guest day uh, on the Come and See broadcast, and we're excited to have uh, really good friends uh, and leaders in, in ministry, uh, Denny and Allie Weinberg. Uh, uh, Denny is a uh, Messianic Jew, so he'll, he'll have some really cool stuff to share about his journey uh, and his family. So Denny, we're excited, and Allie, we're excited about it. Uh, they've been married, uh, how many years now you've been married? 30. 30 years, wow. That's fantastic, uh, and they've got they've got some great stories, Kathy, about uh, how that how that all came together and uh, and where they are today. So maybe to start with, we'd love to uh, learn a little bit about you, uh, Allie. Why don't you start? Um, how did you come to know Christ uh, in your life? Um, through a girlfriend that it was a believer, and she saw that I was in a crisis in my life, so she said she started walking with me and telling me about the ways of God and Jesus. And, uh, I was about 34 years old and, um, I just, I just fell in love with what she had to say. And that started my Christ journey yeah. and it's been a miracle ever since. Yeah. Yeah. And you talked a little bit about the, uh, crisis. Um, yes. uh, uh, Allie, uh, was a, uh, how, how old were you when you started the restaurant? 17. Yeah, so you're 17. She starts one of the most famous restaurants in Newport Beach, California, which, interesting enough, Allie, uh, Linda and I, um, we probably talked to you. Yes. Because you were the host. Wow. And we, and we visited that restaurant many times. What, can uh, I ask what restaurant it was? I'm curious. Hemingway's. Hemingway's okay. Corona Del Mar. Yeah, wow. in, in Corona Del Mar. Um, and okay. uh, it was, the reason we liked it is it, uh, the two things we liked about it was um, the food was fantastic, but they they had this really good wine list. <laughs> uh, and man, that was fun to uh, experience that. So, um, so Allie, you're a young lady, uh, start this restaurant and have a very successful restaurant. Um what was, what did it wind up? How did it wind up being a, a crisis? Well, um, I was married about 17 years, uh, 16 years. And my husband at the time decided he didn't want to be married anymore. And I had these two babies. So my girlfriend saw that and she decided to um, lead me to the Lord. And I, mm. I had nothing. I went from the top of the hill to the <laughs> in a very in a very short period of time i'd say maybe maybe two years but we we lost everything we lost our home our business i lost my marriage so i'd say that was a pretty good crisis yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and then you came to know christ so now you're uh, you're learning what it means to walk with yes, him um, absolutely because you believed him as lord and savior um, okay, now, uh, uh, how did you two then, after now you're married, you're in, you, Allie, are a believer, mm. how did you two meet and what led you to get, to get married? Well, actually, the girl that in introduced me to Jesus, her husband was a big producer for Denny's company at the time. And so they said, oh, we have this really neat gal for you to meet. And then they told me, oh, we have this really great guy for you to meet. And I go, I'm not meeting any great guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the great guys. But anyway, um, so I wasn't, you know, interested. Oh, well, let me show you a picture of him. And, oh, you guys would be great together. And we we both were in the same boat. We were like, uh, no. <laughs> so finally, about three or five months of them just pursuing us and pursuing, we're like, okay. We'll meet on a blind date. So we met in Beverly Hills on a blind date. They drove me up. I had never met Denny before. And uh, we had dinner. 
and it was just love at first sight. I mean, it was just, it was a miracle. It was a real miracle. Yeah. Yeah. And what was your perspective on that, Denny? Uh, I was in a crisis too, but I didn't really know it because I was (laughs) going is sort of part of my story in general. <laughs> but I um, I had been at this place of, of uh, really the top of my um, business success and things were growing. And I so I defined myself in those terms. I had two young kids that were struggling. Um, I was a single dad or on my way to being a single dad. I was going through a divorce right about the time all this happened. Um, I was married to a drug addict and an, and an, an alcoholic and a rageaholic and uh, somebody who was violent. And so the, the, um, and I was covering all of it up so, so that I didn't have to deal with it at work. So, wow. you know, so here's this guy that had been really, really um, very big, you know, part of our success in the business. He lived, you know, a oh. hundred miles South of me. And uh, he started this, this thing about you got to meet this woman. I had the same reaction. I have no interest. I have no interest. Um, and and I, I because I wasn't a West Coast guy. I'd only been in in California for a few years. I had no idea what it was like to date somebody ninety miles away. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy anyway. But in California, that's like a day's journey. That's yeah, it. That's hours. it. That's it. Four it's it's, it's not it's not about miles. It's how many hours away is it? <laughs> <How many hours? laughs> <laughs> Let's get on a horse. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I might have been faster. <laughs> so um, but, um go ahead a very similar very similar um uh reaction we met and there was something instantly that happened mm. i was not a believer i had never even you know it's, it, it, I, I didn't know what it would mean to believe in jesus those were not words or terms that i understood so right right never and Allie was a very new believer at this point yes. a very new believer okay. yeah and how did you uh how did you decide uh from that point how and how long did it take then for you to get married what what was it that led you both to say yeah you know what let's get married well love <laughs> <laughs> and um well um it's kind of difficult because when we tell people, they're like, wow. So he and Gay, we met on April 27th, 1990. Mm-hmm. And we got engaged August 27th and we were married December 22nd. Wow. So wow. Wow. it was very quick. Yeah, very quick. And I think that for us, it was, we knew that we knew that we knew. And even though Denny wasn't a believer, he was going to church with me. Um, our children were, you know, sort of trying to figure this whole thing out. They were eight, nine, 11, and 14. Wow. And so, you know, it was, we had full custody, each one of us. So it was, you know, we just said, this is a good team. Yeah. We need. And all of this time, these months, were they all 90 miles apart? Oh, yes. Or, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so even dating was an ordeal. And, you know, because I was such a pagan, these this couple who introduced us, they would not let me be alone with her, which I just didn't understand at all. So I would have to go down to Newport Beach and stay at their house. And then they had sort of these arranged weekends. You know? Yeah, uh, and that made it. That made it so special. Well, knowing mm-hmm. knowing how Denny uh, handles uh, authority, that that's a, that's a miracle <laughs> miracle right there that you actually allowed that. <laughs> submission submission yeah but you know that time this guy's name is paul i should name him because he's the he's a miracle in my life he had been a pastor he left the um the church over a, over a crisis where he lost his wife to an elder right but he went into the insurance business years later but um he was he was ministering to me all through this i just didn't know what that meant and i right. didn't know mm-hmm. you know his deal was he wanted to know how much I really knew about my Hebrew Bible, which was, I thought was, you know, everything there was need to know. My uncle was a rabbi. You know, I went to synagogue when I was young. So what else is there? Right? Right. But, but he studied me through the old Testament as a way of understanding Messiah. Yeah. And, yes. wow. and I learned a lot, not only about, um, about God's truth, but I also learned a lot about how to speak to a Jew. Yeah. About, Messiah. Yeah. Right. So you got, when you got married, Allie, did you move back up North then to? With I Dennis? did. Okay. I did. I, I sold the house that I had actually, my dad had bought it for me and my kids. And so we sold it and, um, 
I moved into Denny's house with all of our children and we made it a home. Oh, good. And so now you're married, uh, living up north, north of Los Angeles. Uh, right. And um, Denny, uh, describe, and then Allie, you weigh in. Um, uh, Den, uh, Allie's a young believer. Uh, you're getting mentored, which you didn't know at the time, by a believer. Um, mm -hmm. uh, how did that, what, what happened then? How did you come to know Christ through all that? <clears throat> You know, you know, there was another dynamic, too, that I didn't find out until years later, yeah. that my neighbors were praying for me, too, my next door neighbor. I didn't <laughs> oh, know they wow. were believers either. Lori and Glenn. Lori and Glenn, who were still oh, friends. Oh, that's great. And they were praying our, our they met uh, Allie early on. They knew that, was, and they were praying for a wife for me, even though I was, like, not interested. <laughs> right? I didn't, never thought about it, but they were quiet about it. And they would, they helped me take care of my kids when I was working and she would jump on the lawnmower. She would mow his lawn. lawn. <laughs> like, like, what is the matter with this woman? But I had people that were praying for me, you know, Paul and Sarah and Lori and Glenn and others who realized what was going on. And I, and like I said before, I was oblivious. I was just sort of going along with the program, trying to learn what I could learn. And along the way, realizing that I was really alone, you know, in a way I just didn't, hadn't understood uh, early in my life. Wow. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was beautiful to watch. Yeah. And then what, really what, was. what led you then to receive Christ? And then, and then how did that, what, what happened with your marriage at that, after that point, but what, what were the steps that you decided I'm going to accept Jesus? And I know, I know because you're Jewish, that probably presented some problems for you and your family, right? <clears throat> yeah, it did. So for me, I thought this was like everything else in life. If I can just uh, read all the stuff, and then take the test, you know, and then I'll, then I'll be there. Right. You know, somebody will tell me you're there now. Like I score a 92. Out of 100 and there would be. So that's what I was doing. I was, I was trying to go through all the steps to, to get it. But, but Allie and I made an agreement because I still had, my two kids were in a, a Jewish Hebrew school. Her two kids, you know, came up having been brought up in the Calvary Chapel system. First thing Allie did was found a church that was, you know, a, um, you know, that was a believers, you know, non-denominational church. Yeah. So I didn't know what any of that meant, but I agreed, I'll go to the church with you one weekend. And then you go to like a synagogue with me the other weekend and we'll learn what this is all about. And as part of that agreement um, and the relationship with our friends, they took us, uh, you know, maybe a month after we got married to a messianic Seder. And it's the first time I was with Jews who were um, talking about, uh, messianic messiah uh, you know wow. the, the messianic yeah. view of the world and I got really irritated with them but the, from their material I found that there was a synagogue like that near where we live so Sherman Oaks so pretty quickly Ali and I were taking turns going to each other what I thought was each other's you know place of worship and um and, and what was happening is I was being ministered by Christ through both places <laughs> I, I have to tell you a funny story. We're in church and it's a small church at the time, but he was sitting in the balcony because, you know, he was afraid we hadn't bought the right chairs, the right seats, which you have to do in synagogue. And I didn't know what he was talking about. And so we would sit in the balcony and he would watch the um, singers and watch the board, the, you know, audio board. And he would say at the end, who pays for all this? These, these people, these people are professionals. Where do they hire? Where do they hire these singers? And I'm really go, getting all this money. I, yeah, <laughs> money, of course. So I said, babe, no, it's all these people are in the body of Christ. You know, anyway. But it was a funny story, especially now looking back on it. I just didn't buy. It. I was like, that's not possible. Yeah, not free. Nobody does anything for free. That's right? it. That's it. But so we used to. I. I used. We when we went to this place. Um, the messianic. We, no, the 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 your, the church you found the Calvary, oh yes, Calvary yes, Community yes. Church. I made us go in the back door, a fire escape door that was would take us a dark stairway up to the balcony where it was dark, because I was I I, I said to her they're they're not going to let me in if they see me. And she yeah, said, "What are you said, talking about?" I said, "They'll know I'm Jewish." <laughs> And I go, oh, what? I said, no, they will. They'll throw me out. And I go, no, they won't. And I'm like, no, no, no. You, you don't get to go to a place because you feel like going to it. You've got to be a member. They've got to like, you know, do their diligence on you. And... <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'm telling the story about us, this back and forth. We're at this messianic 
um, church. It was one of the off weeks. So we're there. And John Tesh was leading worship in there. I didn't, you know, I was like, what the heck is he doing here? He's leading worship. And I was there, believe it or not. Did you, did you, did you know him then as an actor? Yeah. You know, he okay. was on Entertainment Tonight or something. Okay. You know? yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I told you they're paying these professionals. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the um, I had never either. I didn't pay attention to it. I'd never actually observed an altar call, and so an altar mm -hmm. call is occurring. And you know, with that, we all have that. A lot of us have this moment where one of those experiences, like a direct message into your into your brain. Yes. And it was one of those for me. I, I I didn't know what it was. I'm just. You know, the sermon was been, was all about personal control and reflect on the failures of all your decisions and, you know, how good are you at this, really? And it was spoke right to my heart and my hand went up in the invitation and everybody's like patting me on the back afterwards and shaking my hand. And I had remembered, and it was real, I and mean, this is a deep sort of, you know, you know, an electric experience for me. And I remember Paul had told me that something like that might happen to me. And if it does, immediately call him. Because he said, he said to me, I will tell you the very first human response you will have to will be to refute it. And that's exactly what mm. happened. When people started patting me on the back, I was like, well, no, 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 you misunderstood. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I got Interesting. I was voting. I was voting. And so I got, got on the phone with him and he, he, he sunk the hook for me about what spiritually had happened to me. And he gave me scripture to read, he gave me a bunch of stuff. And I was already in the habit of doing what he told me. And so I did. Wow. It, was, it wow. was fantastic to, to actually experience someone sitting next to you and you know what it's like you 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 can't believe it because it's such a it's such a holy spirit it's so unusual when somebody accepts christ so when his hand went up i was like is his hand up <laughs> and from that moment on it's been the most amazing journey yeah you, you can't, you know, when God says you forget what happened before, because we both had lives before we had children, you literally forget what happened before, because almost from that day forward, for us anyway, and our children, it's been a complete miracle. Yeah. Complete. Wow. Yeah. And just stepping and you know, into I, that new thing that he had yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly. And I, uh, you know, because I had nothing that would have made me aware of this. And this is true of Jewish people. It's not like they grew up, oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that, went to Sunday school and then I like, whatever. I had nothing. I mean, I might as well have been in a, in a tribe in New Guinea. Yeah. I, you know, I had no reference point for any of this. Yeah. And I, suddenly I have this, this enormous awareness of the sin in my life for 40 years. And mm. wrestling with the sinful, you know, sort of broken, wrong me, and wrestling through that I that I'm that I that I, I as undeserving as I am that I get forgiven that was really hard because I never had a concept of sin I yeah. just had a concept of in Judaism you have this concept of tzedakah and mitzvot which are about charity and good deeds and it's mm -hmm. that's about the only thing you get and yeah. I thought well I'm pretty good on those two yeah <laughs> Do you mind if I ask, just because I've, I've never really gotten to talk to somebody about being a Messianic Jew, how did that, like when the light bulb went on and you saw things, Jesus fulfilling the prophecies that you had read about, how, how did that um, affect you? What, you know, how did you wrestle through that? So I keep a, um, right, right here on the shelf here, I keep a few copies of a um, of what's called the Tanakh, which which is mm -hmm. the old, which is the Old Testament in its original form as an order, as um, Jews would know it. If you if they looked, they, you don't see this. But I but I found one after I became a believer. I said I need to understand the Old Testament. Right. And so it's got Hebrew on one side, it's got English on the other side, and it's organized by the Law, the Writings, and the Prophets. So the books mm -hmm. are are mingled differently, and there's a there's a Hebrew name for those. And, um, and I have a little index to the most important um, scriptures there that are all about how obvious the pathway to Jesus is, mm. and yet how impossible it was in the world I came from to know that. There is, there is no pathway to know that. Um, uh, most of the prophecy is not part of the, it's, it, it's not just not part of the weekend, uh, of the every week 
uh, scripture reading in, in Judaism, that's all focused on the law with a little bit from, you know, from the, the writing, Psalms and, and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and um, Lamentations. So a bit of that thrown in, but it's not orderly and it's not specific mm-hmm. and, it's, and, it's, and it's selective. Yeah. So I, I have used that to, as a constant way of reminding myself how miraculous the Old Testament's mm. path is, but also how difficult it is for a Jew to find that path yeah. and stay on it. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Well, uh, one of the miracles I saw was Denny, actually, I think you left this part out, was at first he was kind of angry because he was reading Isaiah and he was like, how can this be so, you know, and uh, you were angry ups- at the people who- uh, upset at the rabbis that, you know, they just delete all the scripture and it's, you, you come to a conclusion that it's, it's intentional to delete mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And that right. was, a, that was a hard um situation for Denny to kind of heal from and his family who are his family of origin is are all Jewish yeah. they're still Jewish yeah with mm-hmm. the when you did become a believer um uh, and I know you you kept your uh, positive relationship with your family but what what difficulties does that does that present uh in a, in a typical family where they they wouldn't have expected you to ever pursue <laughs> pursue that and now that you did how how do they react to all that <clears throat> Well, where I grew up, which was in a heavily Jewish community, leaving uh, um, leaving association with Jewish people, like dating and uh, you know what we used to call a non-Jew, as though like everybody in the world's Jewish except these small few. Like that was the that was the impression <laughs> we had. Um, but but you know, marrying somebody that was not Jewish, you know, being in relationship with people who are not Jewish is right is what leads you to being banished from the family that's that's mm-hmm. the, the threat you will you will um you'll you'll lose your position in the family completely um and i knew people that that happened to and so i just and your lied first about wife it. was your first wife jewish no i've never no, dated okay. a jewish woman in my life okay. <laughs> they all reminded me of my sisters I was like, I just, <laughs> <laughs> so i had to lie i just lied about everything i made up jewish sounding names and all of that I kind of, <laughs> But I did have to, there was a point where I felt compelled to tell my father, because I was at this point now starting to share testimony with business people, with mm-hmm. con, you know, congregations. I, I was beginning to talk a lot about my life, like we are here. And I thought, you know, I was close to my dad. It's like, how can I not share with my father who I am? Mm when I'm sharing with complete strangers. And I had that conversation with him over several hours and that's how I opened it. I'm gonna tell you something about your son you don't know, but lots of strangers do. And so I'm gonna just ask you to listen. You, you, you need to know who I am. Oh, wow. wow. And how did he receive that? <laughs> the, the message, he, his wife came in and told Allison, that was the most personal conversation I've ever heard the two of them have. They, he viewed it as just a, you know, it wasn't about the substance. It was about mm. the process of sharing. And that they judged it completely on my willingness to be honest, not on what was happening in my life. Wow. Interesting. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so as you, um, you know, uh, obviously came together and uh, God brought you together in a beautiful way. <clears throat> uh, you know, you 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 know, share share with uh, the audience. Uh, how did you, uh, you know, come into uh, understand the beauty of abiding? How do you abide and what, what has that meant, you know, for your life? Uh, that piece of learning now how to really walk in the spirit and abide in the vine. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we met you, Rich. Um, oh, I think it was your third retreat. Yeah. And uh, we were in the Loire Valley in France. And um, that was the first thing, uh, first time I'd ever been introduced to abiding in the vine. And actually just, you know, I mean, I'd read the Bible. I was in Bible studies. By the time I met you, we were married about 10 years. And, um, and I'd been in all sorts of Bible study fellowships, but I never really had the concept of a personal deep relationship and what God specifically had to say to me Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and about our marriage and our life. But we were, we had already up until that point, a really uh, beautiful life. We just didn't know that intimacy part that was missing. And, uh, and so you've, re- you know, living waters has really tr- taught us and um, the ability to live 
live in Christ every single day. Yeah. yeah. You know, make your decisions, hear mm-hmm. from God, pray about things because every day there's a, a huge decision to be made. Like, you know, my mom just went into hospital um, two days ago, three days ago. And, you know, we had to, we have to find her a new place to live and there's all this stuff going on, but the ease of being in Christ and just consulting mm-hmm. him. I mean, it just, he's opened doors and it's been, you know, basically stress-free. And I'm thinking, why am I not more frantic? <laughs> I just think that he guides our paths when we stay with him. Yep. And- I think for me, it's, um, um, I love the idea that uh, when you're, when you're reading God's word, that's not all that's going on. So I have a pastor mm. friend that says to me, it's the only book that when you read, read. it, it's re it reads you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and no, so, so yeah. but that's not, you know, I, I approach the Bible too as, a, as an exercise in understanding and also, you know, settling as a, as some, you know, some issues as, as we talk about, but, but what I think we've learned over time is that, um, and it's hard for me is that the, that decisions don't come from gathering up you know, pros and cons mm-hmm. and going with the pros. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. if, it, if it is that way, there's only one pro that matters. So this idea of seek and, seek and, and ask, mm-hmm. and that you do this intentionally and you wait, right? Which is a big part of the whole abiding thing. And then we, and then we do this separately and we check in with each other. Now, you know, we fail all the time to do this, but it's what we're taught in this process yeah. that you seek, you ask, you do it separately, you wait, you share with each other, what's God telling you? And then, you know, and then you kind of go explore your way to what, what the only thing that matters, which is God says, is saying the following. And what, what we've seen is, and we were just talking about this yesterday, God's telling us a lot of, I didn't tell you to do that, or I didn't tell you to do that mm. yet. Even though we're seeking, it's like, and, and it's a question, well, then have we really sought? Have we really asked? And we're yeah. always having to ask ourselves, well, maybe not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we go, back, we go back and then we, last night we had a dinner with a couple and they're believers and we had a this we have a big decision about our home and just the the um you know they've been in a couple of our leadership groups and just the conversation what they strike up in us is well what is God telling you and how about this and what Mm -hmm. it did for Denny and I was oh let's go home and talk about what God really wants for our our life and we're selling our home and what are we willing to take for our home instead of having all these rules and you know <laughs> it have to be this way and I have to be these people mm-hmm. and you know, that's not what Christ is calling us to he is calling and it is and it has been a patient right. uh, uh, pursuit because um you know obviously we live in California which is a patient pursuit and uh, <laughs> And then we live in a, just a most miraculous area. We live on, we live on an avocado farm or avocado farmers, which we, who knew, but it's just <laughs> God's hand in our life. We could tell you miracle after miracle yeah. um, about our property. But anyway, this releasing process, what I see is God's hand as we both learned and are learning every day about God's process for us to let our home go and let him make new memories for us and Mm. our grandchildren they ask well Mimi if you sell your house do you get to take your pool with you and (laughs) and and, you know we've just we have 11 grandchildren so you know all of our grandchildren love it here and but it's a but it's it's time for us to move it's a big piece of property we're ready um, God's been getting our hearts ready. And so that's kind of been the pursuit lately of the last eight months. Yeah. Yeah. And as you go ahead, Denny, I was just going to say, and you know, my natural thing is, okay, I think I got it. Right. <laughs> I think God's spoken to me. I got it. And now I got, and you know, it's kind of like, okay, God, I got it. Now. I got it from here on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to this constantly coming back to the well, which is so not my nature. It's just mm-hmm. so not my nature. And that's, I just have to surrender to this full time. And not feel guilty because the next thing is, well, gosh, I haven't really been abiding. So now I got to feel guilty about what have I been doing with my <laughs> prayer life, my, you know, my. He always says, life. don't you feel guilty about that? And I go, no, you do a good job for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with where I'm at. <laughs> That's it. 
That's it. I uh, love uh, one of the things you shared there that we have talked about a lot lately is the importance of community and how God used community in your life just to bring you back to that question. You know, that that's one of the best questions we can really ask each other is, you know, well, what, what is God saying to you about that? Okay. And how just that corrective question um, in, in conversation with other believers, God was able to use to just bring your heart right back. Yeah. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah. And as you, um, uh, I know that, you know, as you seek God's will, you've, you've learned about unity and uh, unity of the spirit. Um, and maybe you could describe, um, you know, you're talking about the decisions you're facing now, uh, which are coming up, but um, maybe you could describe, you know, the opportunity where you, you know, you have this uh, development in uh, Montana uh, oh. and um there was an opportunity uh, to um, do some uh, road road work in order to get to that next phase, which you needed to do. You had to had to go to that place. Uh, and I don't know if you guys remember when we're uh, we were in Italy together, uh, and Denny was considering uh, you know a certain way to do it, and you were not in unity at the moment. Uh, how did that work? How did you get to unity? And then talk about God's supernatural uh, result to that. Because what, what we try to tell people is it's not about just what we do. It's what God wants to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe you could share a little bit about that process and, and that, uh, you know, that, yeah, you, you know, we struggle with uh, unity, but, but you guys stayed with it until you got there. And then you had the great result. You know, what did that, what did that look like to you uh, as you described that? <clears throat> Well, we've been developing property for 25 years in Montana, and we always said that our oldest daughter married a Montanan, and it was, they have five five of our grandchildren, so it was really kind of like, and he was a land surveyor, and uh, so we bought this property, and we don't even know why we bought it, but basically (laughs) we purchased it because we knew our son-in-law would have a job, and (laughs) (laughs) feed our grandchildren and jobs are hard to come by in Montana. And this is like 20 something years ago before everybody in the world wanted to move there. And, um, and so um, we've uh, ebbed and flowed in how to uh, pay for everything. And then um, we, uh, Rich, you well know that you and Linda, that we have a covenant with the Lord and it started about 15 years ago, I believe that um, we were not to borrow money, borrowers none. And um, so we took that to heart and um, we borrowed money once and got completely uh, whacked. So we We borrowed once. (laughs) Yeah, we we borrowed once after that covenant and it didn't work out well. I had rationalized that it wasn't really borrowing, it was something else. (laughs) (laughs) I was good with it and of course I did not Go, I didn't go to Alley. We didn't reach unity. I didn't go to the Lord. I just, oh, this is this is the way to do it. And we got whacked. We got whacked really hard. And the lesson for us is that a covenant with that, and it's important in the question you ask, because for us, it may not be the case for others, but we made this covenant. So God's view of this is you made a covenant. That's that. Mm-hmm. That's that. Whether it was smart or not, we, we covenanted together. God in mm. us. This is how we're going. This is how we're going to conduct our financial life. And anytime I, any business logic tells me this is the craziest thing in the world. You can borrow money for like nothing. You can beg, be paid to borrow He's money. He's always trying to influence me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. But Denny, did did Denny uh, give you a spreadsheet, Allie? <laughs> <laughs> this is the logical, smart thing to do. And then we go back because, um, as you well know we got in this uh, financial bind after and God did a miracle in our life. We still mm-hmm. to this day do not know how he paid off our debt no, and that we're still in this house. And, but the, but, but the, we were willing at that moment when God pointed yeah. out it's over for you financially, we surrendered everything. We everything. surrendered our home. We surrendered this beautiful place. We had no, I mean, we surrendered everything and he took a lot of it yes. and then did a miracle going forward. Yes. And wow. you know, miss what we lost, but, it was such a great message from God saying, as much as you miss it, the memory will always be there mm-hmm. and you disobey, but I'm, I can restore it all. And, and he, he has, he restored it all. Yeah. Right? And more, 
like, and this is the most beautiful lesson that we've ever given our children. Our children are all adults. They're all married. And we do not allow our kids to be in debt. Mm. And they're in their thirties and forties, by the way, these are not 18 year olds that we're not allowing, but we don't put it like, you know, you're not allowed, but they get, they watched what happened, what God did in our lives. And they're like, I don't want to do that. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't want to be there. And since they all have their own children and their own, this has been a beautiful story uh, for Mm -hmm. For them, because most people today are so in debt and it's such a stress on marriages. And it's the number one reason people get divorced Mm -hmm. is because of money. And the God has just shown our kids and shown us that this is a ridiculous thing. He even the only place he ever says to test him is on giving to the storehouse Mm -hmm. and see if I won't open the floodgates of heaven. And uh you know, yeah. it's funny because I talk, I, I have colleagues who have made a fortune in leverage. As a matter of fact, most business people do. And so mm-hmm. I get that, that God doesn't penalize people for borrowing money. He just made a different deal with us. So I have to tell people, <laughs> right. understand, we entered into a deal. And it's, it only matters for us because it's our deal. Right. We chose to do it. And, and you trust him with the instruction absolutely. he gave you. Yeah. Absolutely. So how did you, uh, you were, you, you were, had this uh, opportunity and Denny again was looking at, well, yeah, but uh, money, money is in essence free. And and if we do this, it's going to trigger the, uh, the next phase. And uh, isn't this a good idea? And I remember uh, (laughs) Allie, I asked Allie, are you, uh, do you have unity in your spirit? She says, no, we made a, we made a covenant about this. And uh, and Denny, of course, maybe you guys described what your struggle was, but then how did you come to to get to unity and then what happened? Well, I'll just say Ali has no trouble telling me um, <laughs> you made this deal. But she also says to me all the time, and it really irritates me, especially when I when I may be in, in myself, she'll say, tell me, she'll say something like, Tell me what you're studying. Tell me what your prayer life is. Tell me what you've been talking to the Lord about. And I'll be, because of course, when she's saying that, I, the answer is nothing, right? <laughs> but, you know, because she'll say things straight out to me, I, 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 and because I learned the hard way that we, ha- that we have to be in unity on all this, yeah. I'm just not going to do something that we haven't agreed to. You know, and it's really been that we don't agree to everything and we don't even process everything, but neither of us, I think, does anything that's important um, for us for in our marriage that we don't seek counsel from each other on or or, force, or, or, or friends. You know, we've mm-hmm. called um, you over the years, Rich, you and Linda, to help us with our struggles. We have other friends. We try to stay uh, teaching other people how to abide, which I think is huge mm-hmm. that us if we get out of that habit like we're we're just about ready to start a second series we have got to do it you know and the natural man is kind of like oh really do we have to do it but the minute that we say get our buddies together get the Mm -hmm. people that have come before that bring new people it's like it's like water to your soul Mm. and by the way rich on the on the deal related to the land oh yeah it is you know a miracle (laughs) <laughs> What's been happening the last couple of years, of course, everybody knows there's this shortage of homes all over the, the country, but there's this, there's this massive shortage of supply in Montana because people are leaving crazy places like California <laughs> and they're heading up to Wyoming and Idaho and Montana. So this is explosive growth. And it turns out that the parcel that we bought relatively blind, depending on our son-in-law, is is one of the most valuable pieces of property within 200 miles uh, you know so we can't build fast enough we can't get enough labor fast enough prices are shooting up you know this has just become incredibly lucrative and successful and everybody that's involved in this are believers our son-in-law had became went from being a mormon to a believer you know in this process but it's 20 the 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 head of city planning in kalispell montana is a elder in his church and and, you know we pray together the president of the bank that we originally you know did all the construction loans for our building partner our building partner they're all believers 
Yeah. And some mm -hmm. of the people that do the actual work, you know, they pray in the mornings and our uh, son-in-law's leading them. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And in this, uh, when you went through that one phase of, of trying to make that decision and, uh, you know, you weren't in unity at the moment. Uh, uh, the one good thing, you know, Denny, that we would say, and that we say this to everybody is that it's not about that you disagree at the moment. It's what's your heart to do to go seek God, which you did. Mm -hmm. uh, you went and sought God. And I don't know if you remember uh, that morning we had breakfast and uh, you were, you were working on it uh, and sharing where you were with it. Uh, and the couple next door next to us at the table had uh, on their sleeves surrender. Remember that? Yes. Uh, and, yes. And we asked him, where did you get that? Because uh, uh, it was from San Francisco. And they said, we don't know. We just bought it because we like the shirt. <laughs> but it was a message. You, you, you took that as a message. And then you, you, you went and processed that. Um, and then you, you did come back and decide, okay, I'm not, because you had an appraisal already ready and all that. Okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to stop it. We're not going to borrow money. We're going to trust God. Mm -hmm. um, well, you did, and and Allie confirmed that. I confirmed that, and we confirmed that too. Okay, right. tell tell everybody what when you went home, uh, you got the phone call from the from the guy that needed to buy that property that gave you the money. So t talk about that. How God God worked, honored, said I know I know more than you, which is why why you need to follow unity. Yeah. So so we had we had this gap that we had to fill. The very first phase that we were building was an apartment complex. We were not in the position to do it, but we had developed the land and we developed the access road to it. But we couldn't do anything else unless there was either we either had to borrow some money, raise some more capital, or somebody had to you know come in and say, "I'll buy that land from you and I'll build it. Uh, I'll build that." That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And and because and it was and it, uh, that amount of money plus the city wanting to buy some easement property along it once he said he would do it, it was enough to finance the the first phase of housing, which is basically what wow. has transpired phase now by we're phase. On, now we're on phase three. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, borrowed no later. money. 200 units later. And borrowed no money. Yeah. And we tell a miracle every day. We we're now it. lending money to <laughs> buyers for the construction phase because we've got cash. Wow. So we don't pay banks. We, you know, even they don't, don't have to pay for, you know, appraisals and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and that's the... Um, you know, one thing we 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 try to help under, people understand is that um, you know you were what's considered a in a sticky place of yes. In order to proceed, which we have to do, we have to spend money to do these things, and, and of course, our solution, Denny's solution, was well, I'll go borrow it, and God said no. Um, well, that's when people can stop and say, mm -hmm. okay, well then. I guess we're done with it. It's over with. And as opposed to, well, God has an answer mm -hmm. for this thing that we need. And he just said, I'll provide it, which is what you, you guys, I remember you guys coming to that and saying, we don't know how it's going to happen. We just believe it's going to happen. Um, yes. And then uh, it, was, it was really fun for Linda and I, because it wasn't more than three days when you got back from Italy that you got that phone call of that guy saying, I need to do this and pay for this property. Um, and you got all the money you needed to do what you had to do to get going. And, mm -hmm. and even today you're seeing, you know, the fruits of that. So how and we don't have, we don't have the burden of debt that we had to pay back. No, mm -hmm. I love, you know, you say often rich it's step-by-step step yeah. and, and always cause, cause we're always trying to look around the corner and God already knows what's around the corner. And what we imagine is around the corner is always around a construct that we can see in it. And we've had this happen enough in our lives. We're always wrong about what the next step is. <laughs> it's never the way he. It's a guarantee. Yeah. 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 The thing is, is that, okay, so you said, Rich, that, that the natural thing, if, oh, that didn't happen, people stop. Mm -hmm. But for us, because we know what it means to abide because we know what it how significant and necessary it is to be in unity in your marriage because the all these things will divide your marriage you know yeah. and so and your family and everything so we've learned that our best ideas are not very good at all so <laughs> god has shown us so many times that it's almost 
ridiculous for us to not go to him. And I think Denny, he's so smart. You see, he comes with these brilliant ideas and then, you know, about the money or something. And I go, yeah, I'm thinking no. (laughs) uh, And and I love how his mind works. I love it. But I'm the, I'm the checkmate. I'm the one that gets to say, babe, you know, that's not what we, you know, what's our long-term intention? You know, are we going against our covenant with God? You know, and why does this feel like a sticky wicket? And usually God gives us an answer pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And now, um, as you guys look at this next phase of life, um, you know, Denny, uh, what, you know, describe a little bit about what you're doing. You got this fantastic new insurance deal that you're the CEO of, uh, along with, uh, with Google, you know, what are you guys doing? And then I know you're processing, um, the next phase of your life and, and, uh, you haven't got final answers, but you got a lot of truth. Like you said, you got a lot of, uh, step-by-step understanding of what it's to look like as you're moving in that direction. So describe that a little bit for us. Well, I, I had a sense at my age that it's time to retire several times. You're <laughs> <laughs> supposed to do, and I had, be, I, you know, we've been. It's kind of like Paul says, I've been, you know, content and much, 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 and little. We've we've been very successful financially, and at the point that we just talked about earlier, we were right on the verge of bankruptcy. So we've been in both places, and we've seen a lot of restoration. So, you know, I'm sort of at this place. It's like, okay, I think we can we can retire. And uh, I've tried. I've tried to do that a few times. I can never pull it off because I get dragged back in. But Ali and I prayed about this opportunity um, with uh, with one of the one of the Google companies. And it's the craziest thing. It's the craziest thing. We had a Crazy. sense because we were intentional about praying, and we were thinking about all this fun we could be having in our life. But you know, we prayed, and we came to the the sense that God was telling us, "Yes, I should do this." I, I have, I'm still trying to get out of it. I'm still trying to work my way out of it. We need to be successful. And I keep releasing for the same reason. Well, maybe he's got a purpose in this. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I mean, what you see behind us here with all the Christian images, some of them are even above the screen here. I've, I laid that all out because all I do with these Google people is, is these video meetings. And every meeting with me is a meeting that is filled with, with um, religious symbolism. And mm. I think, I don't know, you know, maybe this is an important message, I, but I, I, it's just like, it's like everything else I've had to say, we'll, um, we'll just keep seeking God's guidance. And, and I believe he's leading me, you know, you know, out of this little by little. Yeah. He gave um, Denny a really good, um, what is his COO. title? COO. And Denny's pretty sure this is the guy and um, that's going to take over his job because he's got a, probably a pretty much a year yeah. contract, right? Yeah. And so we thought, oh, that's really cool. But the way that God answered it was like, this guy had to be let out of another contract with another insurance company before he could even really apply for the job. So we look at it like it's all a miracle. Right. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And as you're, uh, I know as you're processing it, um, again, we try to help people with this. It's not about necessarily that, you know, tell me all the timeline of everything. Um, God says, well, uh, what I'd like to work on is your heart and how are you going to live out uh, some things coming in? And I know you guys spend a lot of a lot of time processing that too. Well, we do receive understanding of what that's going to be and how how we're supposed to structure things for the benefit of just you enjoying it, just enjoying life together. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's a big part of what we always say to each other is like, are we enjoying this? Yeah. And mm-hmm. really what, what's cool about Denny is he really needs the, he needs that um, interaction for his brain or else he's going to be cooking mm-hmm. up something at home. So <laughs> I'm, cook, it up, cook it up over there. Yeah. But we always make sure that we're having some fun, you know, whether it's a drive mm-hmm. to Santa Barbara and lunch, whether it's a, a, bike, ride. a bike ride, we we've been doing. learning some oh, new nice. bike it's been really fun and we have um really cool bikes they're pedal assist so if it gets too big of a hill we just oh nice a little button and but but it's been fun and we've been doing it with some friends in the area and every stage of our life is kind of like a new adventure and one of the things that uh, brought us to this uh, conclusion about our property is that we just don't want it's not bringing us the joy anymore 
you know, it's Mm. and if we had more time to do this, it would be better. And, you know, God just kind of gets you ready and shows you, you know, navigating your heart. Exactly. You're not really enjoying this, are you? And like, yeah, I'm not so much. That's good. Hey, uh, Allie, send me, uh, send me info on that, uh, bike. Cause Linda, uh, just last week said she wants one. She wants to get one. So they're the best. These are, these are, these great. are great bikes. Really and rode some in Bar Harbor, Maine, Pedigo bikes. And it was the best, the best it's way to go best. through Acadia national park. <laughs> yeah. And the cool thing about these bikes, they told us when we bought them a year ago, Oh, nobody has a bike. Everybody's biking everywhere. So we go to our local bike shop. The guy goes, Oh yeah, you can take those two bikes. We're like, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. A bike shortage in the world. A bike shortage. He's like, well, we're just going to go see if there's a bike. Well, it'll be, it's going to be fun as God sells your house and gets you to the next phase, which he hasn't even told you what that's going to look like yet. But uh, it's been been fun to know that you trust him, walk with him, go to unity. And you -hmm. you know, and and we can can sense it. Uh, You love the great adventure that you're on. and uh, what could be better than that, you know, to be with God and give it away, live and give it away. So thank you so much for uh, uh, joining us. And uh, we'll look forward to having, uh, uh, after you uh, go to that next phase, sell your house, we'll have you back on to bring us, uh, give us an update. Uh, Absolutely. Of that. Great. So, super thank you. Guys. So much fun yeah. to be with you. Yeah. Oh, Great to hear you. your story, guys. Thanks for sharing. Yep. Um, and uh, just a reminder that uh, tomorrow is uh, uh, End Times Friday. So uh, if you uh, want to tune in and, and learn a little bit about what we're trying to understand about uh, the signs of the times and uh, implications of that, you know, tune in with, from a biblical perspective. So we look forward to having you do that. And Dan and Allie, again, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you soon. And Kathy, we'll see you tomorrow. Sounds great. Have a great evening, everybody. Yep. You too. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.